adventure, and leadership. Today is a special day. I want to introduce you to a special brand of law enforcement that got its start in the early 1900s. That's the Arizona Rangers. They were an elite team and some of the highest trained lawmen of the day, equipped with the finest horses and the best weapons. They were called in to rid the West of outlaws, bandits, and gangs of bad guys who made travel extremely dangerous for those crossing the Arizona Territory. Many of the original Arizona Rangers had fought alongside Theodore Roosevelt as members of his famous Rough Riders. That was the first U.S. volunteer cavalry. Well, the Arizona Rangers were highly skilled at what they did, said to be excellent horsemen, impressive trackers, talented marksmen, knowledgeable frontiersmen. They knew the countryside well, and they were feared by criminals and respected by all. Well, today, their legacy lives on. Please meet Master Sergeant Donna Ibera in the studio with me, a modern-day Arizona Ranger. Welcome to Zoni Living. Oh, thank you. It's good to be here. So I wanted to talk about your history. So the Arizona Rangers were around in the early 1900s, but your family was around. You had relatives who were here at that time as well. That is correct. Would you tell us about that a little bit? So I have um, a great-grandfather that was actually... John D. Lee, who was, um, started Lee's Ferry at Lee's the Grand Ferry, Canyon. Of course. And so he was establishing a trade between the Navajos and the Pioneers to make sure everybody had goods that they needed at the time. And it is very amazing that, yeah, the Arizona Rangers were around during that time. That, that and this. I'm guessing that your family knew the Arizona landscape as well as the Arizona Rangers, so there's probably oh. some crisscross oh. going on. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it, yes. And, yeah. and you were actually born in Keems Canyon. No, my dad was born in Keems Canyon. Oh, your Canyon. dad was born in yeah, Keems my, Canyon. Yeah, my dad was, um, his parents were traders in okay. Keems Canyon for 30 years, and so that's where my dad was raised, and so my dad speaks fluent Navajo, my uncle speaks fluent Hopi. Wow. And so um, when he was old enough, he ended up getting his own trading post, Mancus Creek Trading Post, and that's where I was born. And so um, my dad remembers the time growing up in a trading post, and he did not want that for his children. So he moved us to Winslow when I was a year old. To Winslow. So yeah. you are a fifth-generation Arizonan. Yes, that is correct. That is so rare and, and so amazing. So you must have some of that interest in being uh, part of public service, part of the Arizona legacy in your blood. Oh, definitely, yeah. And that can date back all the way to... I'm related to two signers on the Declaration of Independence. Um, my grandfather was the sheriff, the first sheriff of Ganado, and then I'm serving as an Arizona Ranger. My older daughter serves in Washington D.C., serving the the ones that are less fortunate. So well, I wanted to talk about your uniform too. Now, from what I understand, the Arizona Rangers uh, keep the tradition of wearing the cowboy boots mm-hmm. and and also the cowboy hat, which is uh, fascinating and so um, classic for Arizona. Yes, yes, it definitely is a the cowboy hat, especially. And you're also um, part of your uniform is is a belt. Yeah, a duty belt. Yeah, we do carry a duty belt, just like police officers do. So, so what's on that duty belt? So we have our sidearm, we have our handcuffs, we have a baton, we have our um, extra magazines, we have a flashlight. You know, and then um, some carry a first aid kit and a, and a tourniquet. So I know there are several groups of Arizona Rangers in Arizona, so please tell us about the different groups, how many of you there are out there, and what kind of duties you're assigned. Okay, so the state is divided into four different sections, and those sections are our commanding areas, and each section then has 
their own companies within that section, that commanding area. So we are actually in the northern area, which has five companies, and High Country is one of those companies. And so our duties that we, and so within our company, there's 12 of us. So um, one, including a probation ranger, and we also have an associate ranger so included in the 12. And so what we do is we go and we help um, the law enforcement with their DUI task force. We okay. also help with, um, I know in Winslow, um, Lieutenant Chesterman was there with us when we helped out with the summer reading program. Winslow puts on a really big summer reading program for the community. And so um, there were some of us that were there to help assist in that aspect. We also help out in, not only be in parades, but we also help out do traffic control and crowd control in parades. So we've likely seen you around if oh. you've been to parades or festivals or other fun events. We've probably oh. seen you guys working. Definitely. And Definitely. we probably didn't realize what special breed you were of law enforcement. And some of you are actually mounted. You have mounted units as well. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. There are no mounted units in northern Arizona. They're trying to get them here. Oh, um, but, the, yeah, there are some mounted units, and they like to use them. And, like, for example, um, we also do the standing on the corner event that, that happens oh. in Winslow. It's been happening for years. We all know that because of the eagles. So, <laughs> yes. So, yes, we all know about standing on the corner in Winslow, Arizona. Yeah. So they would like to use the mounted units there to help, you know, patrol the air, the darker areas that um, law enforcement or us can't really, those on the ground can't get to, you know, and, parade, and, and rodeos. You know, they like to use them at rodeos as well. Well, like they've done 100 years ago, I want to right now call in more rangers and get more support. So we'll put on our headphones so we can actually hear you. We've got Lieutenant Tom Chesterman standing by, connecting with us from Flagstaff. Hello, Lieutenant Chesterman. Good afternoon. How are you? It's, it's great to see you. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. Hey, I wanted to talk a little bit about the background of the Arizona Rangers. I read somewhere that uh, many Rangers have a military background or something in law enforcement. And then I also understand that some of the younger members are part of the Arizona Rangers as a stepping stone into a law enforcement career. So tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what your background is. And I understand before we get to that, this is a volunteer position. So I want everybody to know that this is all given from your heart and, you know, sometimes dangerous. So, Lieutenant Jesterman, I'm going to uh, hand it over to you to tell us about your background. Sure. Well, I've had since childhood, in fact, my, my whole family has a very strong sense of service. And I think that's what really uh, sets us apart as an organization is it is service, service to our community, service to society. So everywhere I've lived, moving around for a lot of professional reasons, I've sought and participated in service or charitable activities, scouting, search and rescue, sheriff's reserve. Uh, in addition, my family and I have a, a lot of professional connections and experiences with law enforcement. Uh, so when I moved to Arizona and when I learned of the history and the mission of the Arizona Rangers, I really couldn't think of a better organization in which to serve. Uh, it really checks all the boxes. It provides law enforcement support. It provides support to the community. Uh, and in, in fact, we also have a commitment to supporting youth organizations as in, as we can. So a lot of that is, you know, all comes together in the Arizona Rangers, besides the fact that it's just a great group of people, mm -hmm. uh, all united with this sense of service. But as you mentioned, some come from law enforcement, some come from military, some come from both, uh, some come from uh, other emergency services. Uh, and 
it is considered to be a good stepping stone for getting into law enforcement, learning a little bit about it as your uh, the younger members do, probationary rangers. But I would say most of us have are a little more senior in our careers and have the time and resources to give back to the community. Well, that is such a noble, a noble profession, a volunteer uh, role that you all play. I wanted to ask you how long you've been part of the Arizona Rangers. So I've been in the Rangers now. Let's see, uh, six years. I joined right after I uh, came into the uh, came into the state from Alaska, and um, it's been a great six years. Fantastic. And Master Sergeant Ibarra, I wanted to ask you the same question. How long have you been part of the team? Three years. Three years. That's so great. It's wonderful that you're out there for festivals and events and parades and all sort of community events that everybody feels good about and is having a good time. But we need to emphasize that uh, maybe now more than ever, there's danger involved with this job as well. Can you talk to us a little bit about the dangers of the role of this job? Well, yes. I mean, we are obviously there to be first responders in the broadest sense. Uh, but with respect to the hazard, you know, we're, we we are expected to, to go run towards the gunshots, if you will, or, or present yeah. ourselves to the hazards. But really, with respect to that, I have to say that most of the potentially dangerous circumstances are, for us, de-escalated by our presence, mm-hmm. uh, by our confidence that we get from our training, uh, and, and by just moving in and providing a, 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 a diffusing of the situation. But as you point out, in this day and age, uh, the other possibilities stay in our minds and in our preparations. Active shooters, terrorist activities, all of these are occurring to other communities around uh, the nation. Uh, but So we need to be very, very prepared uh, in case they threaten us here in our community, because that is our role. We are here to protect the community, and we will confront those with our, our training and our attitude and hopefully keep the community safe. So when you put on that uniform in the morning, you're thinking in a mindset, you know, this is going to be a good event, but I'm always going to be situationally aware. Is that correct? That is correct. And there's, you know, in this, in the whole environment, you know, having the star right here uh, makes you somewhat of a target. Mm. Uh, there are a lot of people that will, will confront that. Uh, we also, I will say, we do include, when we're putting on a uniform, we usually put on a bulletproof vest, too, um, because that can happen. Yes, good for you. Yeah, excellent. That's good to know. The Rangers always seem to bring a certain calm and confidence to any event. And I know from my experience where, I've, where I met you <laughs> was at the Flagstaff Star Party. And, you know, when you see somebody in uniform, you're not always expecting that that person will be approachable. But you guys are the most welcoming bunch of people. And, and right away, we felt so excited to be there. We, you set the tone for the event that was about to happen. But I know that's probably not always the case in some of the roles that you play. And I think it's important to mention, uh, Lieutenant, you are, you are the firearms instructor, from what I understand. That is correct. I'm I, a range master, I guess, is another way of putting it, uh, but in char- charge of the training. The range master, what does that mean? How, how do you all stay in, in shape? So, uh, you know, firearms are an important tool for our mission, obviously, although we, like most law enforcement personnel, hope we never have to deploy them. But we might. So we have an obligation to proficiency in their use and tactics. And we're looking at a picture so first, that I believe is you on the screen. Is that correct? That is. That is. And I'm, I'm uh, right there. This is a uh, part of our training program 
which we do every month, is to set up some scenarios. And in this particular one, uh, we're working with carbines and working on entry strategies, moving into a building, moving around windows, around walls. Uh, so we try to get as realistic training as we can. We start from the fact that every ranger is held to the same qualification standard as any law enforcement officer in the state of Arizona. You have to pass what's called the AZ post-test. Uh, and we qualify annually in daytime handgun. Also, we have nighttime handgun, patrol carbine, tactical shotgun. So we put all these together, including non-lethal uh, tools like uh, collapsible baton or OC spray. So all of these tools are available to us, but we have a requirement to keep training with them. And so every month we get together and uh, we have a training program uh, where we work with these tools, uh, all of our you know, perishable skills, if you want to call it that. Sure. Um, <clears throat> for example, last month we had a session uh, working with uh, collapsible baton and also a firearm, a, a handgun scenario with a charging uh, perpetrator, if you want to call it. Okay. Uh, tomorrow we actually have, have another training program. Tomorrow's training program is going to be about handcuffing and addressing multiple assailants. Wow. So we, we try and keep our skills up as much as possible through that, but we also provide exercises for the uh, rangers to practice at home or at the range on their own, uh, dry firing techniques or, fire, or practicing without ammunition. We also go into, we give range scenarios that people can go through. Uh, I probably go through more than most. Uh, I'm on the range, oh, probably three times a month, um, total of you know anywhere from six to 12 hours uh, training. But I'm not alone in that. All the rangers try and do as much training as they can. I mean, Master Sergeant Ibarra, for example, I know does a lot of the training exercises that, um, that we've talked about as a group. But I also know that she's been, you know, reaching out to other agencies to get as much training as she can. Yeah, unbelievable commitment that you all have. And I wanted to talk about, I believe you mentioned to me that you get training with other organizations, perhaps um, the Winslow Police Department, as an example. Yes, they had in, um, invited us to not only High Country, but other Northern Arizona Rangers as well to participate in, the, in, the, in their trainings as well. They look at it as... Um, they really do appreciate our services and our assistance, so they would like to invest their time in making us better and more of a uniform team with them. And so they've gone over, you know, their forensics, you know, how we can help them when there is a, an investigation, how to go about searching for items, you know, helping them do that, um, taser certification, firearms training. Even the chief went through defensive tactics with us. Wow. So, yeah. So, and that's not uncommon, but you must put in so many hours a week, I would imagine, just to stay on top of all these skills. I and a lot of the other ones in the company do. Yes, we all put in a lot of hours. Just incredible. Well, I would like to ask you, let's start with, let's bring in the lieutenant again. Lieutenant uh, Chesterman, would you, do you have a memorable event that you can describe for us? So we all have an idea, like you can take us to the scene and set the stage and, and, and give us an idea of what uh, life on the job is like. Well, the, the duties I really enjoy the most are what I'll call, loosely call festivals. This is where we're providing a very low-stress law enforcement presence, surrounded by mostly happy people uh, <laughs> and who are glad that we're there so that they can relax and enjoy themselves and feel secure in the environment. Good description, uh, yes. It sounds like, 
Yeah, sounds like you were in, in exactly that sort of a, yes. a situation. Uh, so in Flagstaff, we have like Thunder Over Flagstaff. In Sedona, there's the Bike Festival. Uh, one of my favorites probably is in Tombstone. Uh, we provide a, uh, we walk the same boards as Wyatt Earp. Um, oh my goodness. But the uh, Thunder, but here in Flagstaff, Thunder Over Flagstaff is always a great, uh, a great duty. And this is actually a, a picture of us at one of the Thunder Over Flagstaff events uh, where, you know, People, young people, old people, everybody comes together, uh, but we're there to make sure that it remains safe and secure. Besides being an enjoyable duty, the other benefit really is that we then relieve local law enforcement so they can continue on with their patrol mm. uh, and they aren't drawn into the festival. Um, I, it's kind of unfair because I think we have the much better duty, it's much more, <laughs> much more enjoyable. Sounds like uh, it. And they still have to be out there dealing with bad guys. So it, it, it's probably right. unfair, but it, it works out for us. Well, what I was going to say about the Thunder Over Flagstaff, I bet that's an event where a lot of the younger um, people want will look up to you all and think, wow, maybe I could do this. So I, I would bet that's sort of a mentoring situation when you're out there. It, it really is there. And, and, really almost all of our duties, we have kids come up to us mm. and, you know, just talk to us and say, are you a real ranger? Yeah, uh, yeah we're real rangers. And, Absolutely. You know, and talk a little bit about that. Uh, and it's, it's, we try to be very approachable uh, because we want to make sure that it's, uh, again, safe and secure and we provide a positive image for all of these citizens, not just the younger ones. But I will admit we have a special place in our heart for, for the younger ones and you know, we like to give out stickers, and um, I, I know, for example, uh, I always carry a few stickers uh, of a badge, a little tiny uh, ranger badge, uh, and, but before they are allowed to, you know, wear it, we make them, you know, take an oath that they're going to obey their parents and be good boys and girls. Oh, good so for you. I love it. Whole thing. Very <laughs> nice. Well, you mentioned being in Sedona, and you mentioned, um, I, I believe I heard the word bicycles, and and. Master Sergeant Abara, you told me that you guys have the skill to put bikes together. <laughs> you have lots of skills. I think that comes as being parents. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, the Flagstaff Police Department, they get overwhelmed with so many gifts during the Christmas time. Oh, my goodness, and yes. so they, you know, they can't go out and deliver all the gifts on top of doing serving the community. So they have called on us to go and help them deliver the gifts and then put bikes together because oh. they get so many bicycles that need to be put together for the kids of the community. Unbelievable. So you're like Santa's helper too. And is, is this for the Toys for Tots program that happens during the holidays? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that, yes. Is that is right? So you're yeah. helping out the police department by gathering toys and delivering them. Is that right as well? The toys are already well, we delivered. Also do shop. Oh, yeah, shop with the cop. I was going to say. Oh, shop with the cop. Yeah, we also do shop. Yeah, we do shop with the cop as well. So we, 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 try, we provide a lot of different uh, services of that sort. So and coffee with a cop? Coffee with a cop. Yeah, so what, what's too. the age for this? Like, how do you get to shop with a cop? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Well, I, I, I you know, I, I think that you're quite young enough. Well, we would be glad to take you on a shopping tree as well. Oh, you're very smooth, <laughs> Lieutenant Testerman. Thank you. <laughs> but you also have coffee with a cop. So mm-hmm. is that to uh, just to get to know or is it to hear community issues or concerns or how does that work? I believe that's to let the community know that we're there for them. And plus, doing the coffee with the cop with the local police departments, that just shows them that we're a team. We're working together for the benefit of the community. What good so. PR people you guys are. 
And, and I just love the idea that you're out there in the community and some of the events, you know, I know you do a lot with veterans. Yes, yes. And we do have veterans as Arizona Rangers as well. Oh, yeah, I would imagine. So, yeah. so, so yeah. I, I think one of the names, uh, what's the event that's happening with veterans coming up? Oh, that's um, the, um, flag, the stand down, the stand down event with Flagstaff. They just had one, I believe, in the Verde Valley area. And they're going to have one in Sholo here in August and then one in Williams in September. But that is um, the Arizona Veterans Stand Down is, was established in 2013 with the Arizona Housing Coalition. And basically what that is for is to help the veterans that are homeless or having instability with their housing. They are providing resources for those veterans and their families. Mm. And so when you go to a stand down, you have a lot of resources for these veterans. They can get their hair cut. They can get clothes. They can get food. They even provide vet services for their dogs because a lot of them have pets. You know, and so um, and they can help with transportation. They can help with their benefits, insurance. I mean, it's there to provide the veterans with resources and not only resources for the day, but resources that they can take with them and be with them, you know. That, that's amazing, and um, I'm sure so appreciated. I wanted to mention, I thought this was interesting, in Jerome, the Arizona Rangers are called in to transport criminals. Tell us about that a little bit. I know that's not your area. Yeah, it's that. Um, so we had, um, so during the training that the Winslow Police Department put on, um, we had some Rangers that were down in the company down in that area. The police department in Jerome are very short, just like most law enforcement agencies, and they had no one to help transport, in, you know, the individuals sure. to where they needed to be. And so they had asked the rangers if they would be able to do that. Well, the rangers reached out to to me, who reached out to the Winslow Police Department, and said, "Hey, can we do training?" And so the Winslow Police Department said, "Oh, you bet! Come on down, and we'll train you how to do transport services." And so they ended up do, getting the transport services through the Winslow Police Department and have taken it back to the Jerome Police Department, and therefore they've used them in that aspect. Now, another, uh, another, similar, another similar duty uh, is actually uh, school security. Uh, a number oh, of ranger companies around right. the state are providing school security uh, so that, again, law enforcement can go about their way. Uh, so we get, and they get special training on, on that. Uh, in other areas of the state, there are, uh, they, they might actually be what's called a second man, riding with officers who are moving into remote areas uh, as for, for security purposes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all of these have different, have different training tracks, uh, but we provide all of these di- types of support services. So some of the skills, I know there are requirements, prerequisites, if you will, to being a ranger, um, besides being good to your parents. So <laughs> can you please uh, <laughs> elaborate that on a, a, a little bit for somebody who's listening and considering this for themselves or for children or people that they know, uh, what requirements, what boxes do they have to check to be eligible? Well, they, for eligibility, the first thing is that they have to be Arizona residents and they have to have a, an Arizona concealed carry permit, uh, which gives us a, a quick way of knowing that they've gone through a, a single background check. But then we do a, a more extensive background check to go into character uh, and to make sure that uh, the individuals that are coming on are really uh, have a consistent understanding of our mission. Uh, and so there's, we have a, an oral board. We have, uh, we also have a, our own academy. It's called ARTA, uh, Arizona Rangers Training Academy. And in that training academy, 
will go into such things as the defensive use of a baton, um, the, the introduction to handcuffing, but also such skills as de-escalation, which is probably the most useful tool any law enforcement officer has. Um, so that when we're going into a situation, we're not immediately going into it in an aggressive manner, but in a de-escalating manner. And that's, um, again, that's a very important skill for, for any ranger to have. And so in the recruiting process and in the training process, we make sure that the individuals that are coming aboard have a consistent mindset with all of that. And I would imagine being a, a good team player and having positive uh, soft skills to help you relate with people is important as well. Yeah. And another requirement is you have to be 21 years or older. Okay. 21 and older. And I imagine you have run the gamut of all ages <laughs> among the Arizona Rangers. Yes. From retirees to very young people. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I am guessing that now more than ever, uh, your role is so very important. And uh, I want to give you a chance if there's another um, memorable event you memorable event you want to talk about. I have two, if I'm able oh, to fantastic. talk about both of them. Yes. So one of them was we were at. Um, I'm going to reference the standing on the corner event. There were a dozen of us rangers there, and we were um, po- positioned in specific spots. And my spot just happened to be right in the middle of an area where the kids were playing football, and so I couldn't get into the game because I was. <laughs> on duty, and plus I was in uniform, but the kids really wanted wanted interact. Uh, yes, and so Fantastic. so they would throw me the football, and so then I would throw them the football, and so there was this you know a throw and catch kind of thing going on, and I the kids loved it because they most law enforcement officers that they hear about you know but social media you know it's not as positive, and so for them to experience mm. a positive interaction with with a law enforcement, they were really happy about that. You must be the coolest ranger in Winslow. That is so awesome. <laughs> well, I'm the only <laughs> ranger in Winslow. So. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to mention that. And you had another example you yeah, wanted to tell us about. A dark sky event. I just, oh, I, yeah. I remember because I, um, where I was positioned for that one, the cars would come up to me and I would be the one to tell them which, which park lot to go to. And the individuals in the cars were so polite, so mm. much fun, and they had so many comments about how nice and polite all of us rangers were at that event that they were just so easy to work with. You know, we didn't have, you know, as Lieutenant Chesterman had, had stated, you know, they just had a lot of fun. Well, you do so much for us. How can we support you? Well, we do take donations. Okay. You know, as, you so know, is that help. common at an event if somebody sees you and says, you know, can I write you a check? Can I give you twenty dollars? Um, we actually had some of our events. We do have a box, a donation box, okay. that individuals can actually put their donations into, and then some of them do mail um, us a check for our services, and also just because they they would like to support our our organization. Oh yeah, yeah, I bet they do. And what are we seeing here in this picture? It looks like um, there's boxes. Yes, those are um, filled with shoes. And so um, our captain, who is the the ranger to the very right, um, he actually, there was an organization down here in the valley that donated shoes for us to distribute down in Flagstaff. And so uh, we had a Boys and Girls Club, and this was another home that um, we divided the shoes between, and we delivered them for the, mm-hmm. for the kids to have. I don't know how you all do this on a part-time basis as volunteers. There's so much that you do out there, and we sure appreciate the uh, the courage it takes to do what you do, and the discipline, and the training, and um, just being 
just being out there making us all feel better and, and making things go smoother and making us feel safer. So, Lieutenant uh, Chesterman, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It was a pleasure being here. Oh, wonderful to meet you. Thank you, sir. And Master Sergeant Donna Ibarra, thank you so much for coming up. You're normally stationed in uh, Winslow and Flagstaff. That's where I live, but I work with the High Country Company in Flagstaff. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Zone 11. Oh, thank you so much for having us. Well, it's wonderful to see this tradition of bravery and public service that began more than 100 years ago being carried out today. So if you want to find out more, here's how you reach them. You contact Master Sergeant Donna Ibarra at D-Y-B-A-R-R-A, that's D-Ibarra, at azrangers.gov. The Arizona Rangers continue to be there to volunteer, to help all of us, and to step in when law enforcement officers need their support. This is Zoni Living. I'm Bonnie Stevens. (laughs) 